right. Good morning. How's everybody doing? You guys good? Good, good, good. How's everybody else? Y'all good? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Everybody in a good mood? Is this on? Can you hear me? All right, good, good, good. Glad you guys are awake. Hey, look, my name is Jono. Um, I am the family pastor here. I normally work with teenagers, so, uh, and I've, I don't normally drink coffee, and I drank some just a minute ago. So this, this could, we'll just see what happens, all right? Uh, pastor Ken is out of town for Thanksgiving, so you guys are in town, so, so you're with me. So welcome. Hey, yeah, we'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. Glad you guys are here. Uh, real quick, there is on the guest services table out there, there is a copy of the proposed 2018 budget. Let me say something boring real quick. 2018 budget, you can pick it up, look at it, decide, you know, give your opinion on, on the money and how we spend it and all that stuff. Next Sunday, uh, there is in the afternoon, it's on the cover letter. I'm not sure exactly what time, but there's a Q&A. If you want to come here and you've got questions, you can do that. And then Sunday the 10th, we'll, if you're a member of Journey, we'll say, hey, we approve it or no. We should cut Jono's salary, whatever you think, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, um, so, <laughs> can't really cut it. Um, not, much, not much to begin with. Um, so so that, that's going on, okay? So we are wrapping up a series called Be Kind, and Pastor Ken's been talking about our heart and how we should be kind, and I knew that I was going to be preaching this particular Sunday, but he did give me the option. He didn't give me the option not to preach. He's like, hey, I'm God, you're doing this. But he did give me the option, like, do you want to finish up Be Kind, or do you kind of want to just, is there something else you would like to talk about and share? And I was like, you know what? God's been dealing with me about how I talk to people. Some people have said some certain things to me, not, not like critiquing me, but they've said some things that have kind of raised some red flags. And so I'm kind of, God's kind of been dealing with me about what I say, how I talk to people. Apparently, I can come off a little rude. Um, are a little direct, they say, um, a little too honest, uh, I've been told. Um, so pray for me. But I was like, so, so I'll, we'll talk about that. So that was a terrible idea. Uh, I decided, we, well, I'll talk about my words. And so here we are today. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to talk about how we talk. And um, man, th- this, is, this, this was a bad idea for me because I decided that I would like, investigate how I talk to people. And it's been bad. Um, uh, and you know how God's timing, and you know you're gonna you're gonna share something, and and then sure enough, uh, you know everybody is working on my nerves, uh, and, and you know I've got I've got to call the cable company. It just so happens I'm gonna have to deal with them. I'm gonna have to go to the cell phone place, and the cell phone place can get me there. You know how I don't. You know what there is. It's just like they they work they work on me, and I have to go to another town because I'm a pastor in this town. So, um, <laughs> uh, just so I can say what I gotta say and. Um, not lose my witness. And then, then last night, uh, and I don't mean, I'm, I'm not a terrible person, uh, but then last night I sit down, I, before, I, before I get to teach uh, to you guys, I always go over my, my notes with Heather and I'm, my, my wife and like, hey, uh, look at this, tell me, tell me what you think. It took us two hours last night sitting on the couch going through this because every, everything I would say, she's like, well, let me stop you there. You know, sometimes you, uh, with the kids, you tend to be a little blah, 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 blah. And it, it took forever to get through this. This whole sermon prep last night was just Heather's counseling session for me. We had a moment. And, and so if no one gets anything out of this, my kids and my wife are rejoicing, and my mom and sister, they're, he's going to be nice for a month. It's going to be great. He's going to speak kindly because uh, my, my wife critiqued me a little bit. Um, 
So I thought it would be a good idea. I, I thought it would be a good idea this past month that I knew this was coming. I was like, well, th these kind of red flags have popped up. People are saying stuff. They're not saying, hey, John, you're a jerk. They're just saying, I, I just started noticing that like when anybody needed help confronting people, they would come to me for like advice. Like, how should I do this? How, 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 do, you, how do you just say those things, Jono? And, and I'm like, what are you talking about? So I'm like, I'll, I'll ask a few people. I found like three people that I, that I thought liked me and were my friends. And I was like, hey, uh, I was wrong about that. I was like, hey, um, one, one in particular person, I'm like, hey, just tell me, like, do I have a blind spot here in my life? Am I missing something? Because I'm starting to feel like people think that I'm, a, I'm maybe a little too honest. And he goes, oh, here, let's sit down. You got, you got a few minutes? And I kid you not, that happens. And so we sat down and he explained, he's like, no, you know, people like you. You're fun, whatever, you know, you're extremely handsome, but you sometimes when you're really focused and you're really, or you're overwhelmed, you got something going on, you can kind of blow by people and, and ignore people, or if they say, if they happen to say something to you in those moments when you're really focused, you can just like be a little, be a little short and snippy, and I was like, yeah, I know, and, and so that was that, and then uh, somebody else said that, you know, you don't seem to ever think before you talk. You seem to think about it like 30 minutes after you said it. And I'm like, I received that. Yes, I received that. Thank you. That is, that is true. I will work on that. I'll pray through that. And then somebody else, another good friend, we went to IHOP and we were sitting there and he was like, you know, you do not have a poker face. <laughs> when, when somebody says something you think is dumb, you have this expression <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I never noticed it about myself. He, and he had noticed, like, we were standing in a group of people, and I was talking, and, and it was important, and, and somebody answered their phone while I was talking. And apparently my expression is a little like, what are you doing? Like, like that's what I do. If you do something dumb around me, I can't help it. It's just like, like my, my soul just is like, what? Stop it. And, and that's... That's apparently the look I get. I, I, I thought I was way more self-aware than I am. So, or were. So, so I'm, God's working on me, and I think, I, hopefully by the end of this, God's working in your heart, just because we all struggle with this. And it doesn't mean we're terrible people. It doesn't mean that I don't love Jesus, because every once in a while I'm snippy with somebody. But it is something that I have to realize that my words are powerful. So I don't want to beat up on anybody today. You've got to know that anything that comes across, if, if it were to come across preachy or condescending, you've got to know that I do not mean to be that way. Okay, it's apparent, apparently it's just who I am. But I, I am, this is something God's working on me with. This is something that I feel I, I, I'm working on. And uh, so just know that, that we're in this together, okay? And so, so nothing I'm saying is directed at any anybody. And so we've got to know that our words are extremely powerful. Your words are powerful. My words are extremely powerful. Any one of you, any one of you could come up to me after this service and totally devastate me with your words. Like you, isn't that crazy? You have the power. Some of you could come to me. Any of you have the power in this room to come to me after this is over and just say, say something that would completely devastate me and stick with me for a long time. And, and but you also have the power to come to me, and some of you have done this. Like somebody came up to me after the first service and just said some things that, that like now I'm like, I am amazing. <laughs> I am amazing. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, I, 
I'm editing because the Lord's, the Lord's working on my heart, so I'm not going to respond. <laughs> so, so, but it's just like, uh, you know, not, it, it was just encouraging. And, and you guys have the power. Any of you could come up to me and say something that would just have me feeling like, man, I, I'm, I'm awesome. And I could do the same thing to you. I could come to you after this service and say something that just, that just totally wrecks you and, and you just devastates you. Because our words are powerful. But I can also, up here, say something. I can come to you out there and say something that's just encouraging and speak life into you. And, and you leave feeling like cloud nine because you have been spoken to. Because words are powerful. You, words are huge. And it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that words are that powerful. I mean, you, you think about stuff. I, I, I think, and, and I don't know if anybody else struggles with this, but I, I could get like 10 compliments and one critique. And you know what I'm thinking about for the next three days? It's the critique, man. That, that's the thing I can't shake. It, the, the, the scales, like my, my compliment scales are broken because I focus on, on the negative thing and it sticks with me and, and I'll, I'll be laying in bed. I'll be like, he really mean that? Am I, I'm not really, no, I'm not, I'm not chubby. What, why, why would he say, why would he joke about my belly? You know, I, I'm calling him right now. You know, and, and, and so uh, even if it's 1130 and it's just like, the, the people could say stuff that just sticks with me and, and you guys, you guys know that. Some of you guys struggle with that. Too, and and our, our words are powerful. And, and James reminds us of this. Look at James chapter 3. If you've you got a Bible with you, turn to James chapter 3. We'll, uh, we'll throw some of it on the screen. But uh, James, Jesus' brother, he, he teaches us, and what we're going to read is that our words are powerful. If you're uh, following along in version events or on the app on your phone, or you're following along, um, if you're taking notes, you can write that down, that our words are powerful, Okay. And uh, as God's dealt with me through this, I, I've thought a lot about kind of where my sharp tongue came from, you know, where I, where I like, why, why am I so, sometimes so direct with my words? And I was thinking, um, I can pinpoint, there's probably several different things along the way, but I go back to fourth grade, okay? Fourth grade, Loganville Elementary School, 1980, whatever it was, and I, Jonathan Long, had the biggest red mullet that you could imagine. My mom, God bless her, would spend a lot of time on my hair in the morning because I, I needed to look good, okay? And she's in here. Um, uh, but in fact, it was so good that I posted a picture of myself uh, and awkward family photos on Instagram. They reposted it and called me Cinemullet. I kid you not. If you, go to, if you go to awkward family photos on Instagram, scroll down to last year, and there you will find me in the fourth grade with this big, huge red mullet, and I'm so glad God let it all fall out. <laughs> but, <laughs> trust me, this is better. Um, <laughs> but fourth grade, man, I ended, up, I ended up with all the cool kids in fourth grade, and they were mean. I mean, you know, fourth graders can be mean. They, they, would, say, they would pick on me and, and, and call me names, and so I figured out I, I, I weighed like 47 pounds, no muscle whatsoever. I was not beating anybody up. Uh, there was no way I was going to win a fight with anybody. But I had my words, and I figured out that you, Jonathan, you are going to have to, you can't just say something that makes them mad to get them to leave you alone, because then they're going to hit you. If you just make them madder, more mad, whatever's grammatically correct, you're, you're, they're just going to slap your redhead. 
You've got to go for the jugular. You have got to humiliate them. Nothing is off limits. And you've got to be so mean with your words that, that they are humiliated and they just walk away and say, you know, shut up, man. And that's what you had to do. And that's what I learned to do and got pretty good at it. And I think it kind of stuck with me. And I, and I still sometimes struggle with just, if you say something I don't like, it's like, hmm, yeah, words are coming out. Sorry. Um, and, and, and I don't, I don't think be- always before I, I speak and I don't pray. Uh, and, and maybe, does anybody else struggle with that? You don't, you know? Okay, one person. All right, well, if, you, if the rest of you would pray for us since you're so holy. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of us in here who um, did not float in here so holy like you did. Uh, so if you struggle with this, this is for you. Um, and, and one thing I wanted to say, I'm sorry, but, but I, some people have said some stuff that we just know aren't true. They've said stuff to you, they said stuff about you that you just know that's not true. And it still, it still sticks with you, man. It's like, I know that's not true. I know that's not true about me, but I still, I still think about that. And, I, and, it, and it still sticks with me. And, and people said stuff to you as kids, and it still bugs you. I mean, there's things that were said to me when I was a kid that still bug me. And, uh, and for whatever reason, man, I can just not be kind with my words. And God's calling us to be kind. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think about your words and just going back to the power, the, the power that your words have, any of you could, like, wreck this service right now. Every once in a while, I'll be sitting back there listening to Pastor Ken, and I, I'll just, it's all quiet in here, and I, I'm sitting back there kind of in, in, the, in the back row. And I think, what would everybody do if I just stood up right now and just, like, ran around the room, like, and said, look at me, and then ran out of here, like, what? What would everybody think? You know, Ken could go on and finish the sermon, but you, the rest of the evening, would be thinking about the psycho guy that stood up and yelled and ran because my, my words are powerful. Please don't do that. If any of you are having that idea or that, that urge, like, that would actually be cool. I'm going to do that. Please don't do that right now, okay? Um, James chapter 3. Let's look at verse 3 through 6, okay? James 3, 3 through 6 says... When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. And likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Like, that's pretty powerful. Like, our words have the ability, like, we can set our life on fire <clears throat> with our words. And so James gives us the example. He says, you've got this big, huge animal. You've got this big old horse. And you put this little bit in its mouth, and now you can tell it where to go. It's just this little thing, but it steers. And just like the boat, this is big, huge ship, and it's got this little rudder, and it, the pilot tells it where to go. In Galatians 5.22, Paul's talking about like, like the fruit of the Spirit. And, and he says that, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, underline kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. 
So the fruit of the Spirit, one of the things that is produced by having the Holy Spirit of God in you, and if you're a believer, if you've given your life to Jesus and said, I belong to you, then he does. He, he puts his Spirit inside of you, and I don't know exactly how that works, okay? But he does that. He indwells us, and he works on us. He, he is sanctifying us. He's making us cleaner. He's making us more like we're being shaped into the image of Jesus. And one of the things that should come out is kindness. And so the fruit of the Spirit is kindness kind deeds and kind words. And if there, are, if there is not kindness and the Holy Spirit produces kindness, but there's no kindness coming out of my mouth, then that tells me there is a problem. There is a disconnect between me and God's Spirit. And that is where things have to change. And that is what has to be worked on. And because just the tongue is strong and it can bring life. But James reminds us that it is also like a fire and it sets the whole course of someone's life on fire. Like right now, right now standing here, I could say some things that would totally ruin my life forever. I could completely wreck my life by just saying a few things right now in front of you. This thing's being recorded. Pastor Ken's probably going to listen to it. You guys are all here. You guys would all remember if I said some things, you would, you would label me. And, and like, in case you didn't know, like, this is my full-time deal. Like, working here with the teenagers and stuff, this is my full-time, like, this, this is my, my paycheck as well and, 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 and insurance, and, and that's how I feed my children and, and all that stuff. So I, and and I, I, my, my um, bachelor's and my master's is in biblical studies. So, uh, you know, I'm, if, if this don't work out, I'm, like, supersizing things, okay? And so this is, all, this is what I do. And so I could totally set the rest of my life on fire by saying a few things. And, and some of you, and people do that, man. People, you know, celebrities have just completely said some things. Think about them. They've said some things that just completely mess up their careers. And, and I could do the same thing. And, and think about it, man. Have, haven't you ever wanted to rewind? Have you not ever said something like, maybe you said something, you brought up politics at Thanksgiving, and you're like, oh, no, I want to rewind. Please, Lord, let's just forget I ever said that. Or you're like, man, did I press send already? Dang it. I wish I could unsend that text that I just sent. And then we, we have an example from the Gospels. Think about, think about when Jesus, it was coming to the end of his life, and he's with the disciples, and, and, and he tells them, look, they're going to they're gonna take me, they're going to crucify me, but I'm going to resurrect on the third day, so everything's going to be good. And Peter... Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, he steps up and he's like, no way, no way, no, 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 no. We're going to protect you, Jesus. We're not, not going to let that happen. And what does Jesus respond to him? How does Jesus respond? He says, get behind me, Satan. Jesus is saying, you know what? You're, you're, not, you're not focused <clears throat> on what your heavenly Father wants. You're just saying whatever comes to your mind. And Peter was just sharing an opinion. That sounds exactly like something I would say. That sounds exactly like something you would say. If you hung out with Jesus and he's like, hey, people are going to kill me, we'd be like, no, 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 we'll protect you. We'll fight for you. And he's saying, no, you're not thinking about what our Heavenly Father wants. You're just thinking worldly. You have, you're Satan right now. You are letting, your words are controlled by hell. And like, that's pretty strong coming from Jesus. That's kind of scary. I have got, I have got to think through some of these things that I, that my, my, that I can let me rewind. Some of these things that I consider harmless statements, too much coffee, that they hurt people. I have hurt people. There, there's been people that have, uh, I, there was one lady, uh, we were on a mission trip to Washington, D.C. back in like 2000. I had only been a youth pastor like a year. I was 20. I was a smart mouth. I, I was a worse smart mouth. 
And uh, we were in Washington, D.C., and I said, I don't even remember what I said, but this lady called her husband to come pick her up from the mission trip. Like, you need to come get me because I can't be around this guy anymore. I said, I don't know what I said. But she made her husband, I'm sorry, I should not giggle. She, we, we, we resolved it later, but I got in a lot of trouble at that church. But she called her husband to come from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. because of something I said. I've got to pray before we speak. We have got to pray before we speak. If you're taking notes, we have got to stop and pray before we speak, okay? And I'm not saying that you need to pause and have like a 15-minute prayer time before you answer the phone every time that the phone rings. What I am saying is that the Bible talks about prayer without ceasing, and what I think that kind of looks like is that, that I go throughout my day, and I am aware of what the Lord's doing, and there are times where I pause and, and I, and I kind of reorient my heart towards the Lord, and, and I'm in that rhythm. I, I don't think that, that it's healthy that I would say that I carved out 20 minutes in the morning. I had a quiet time, and now I'm just, uh, that's, a, that's a great way to start my day. Let me Instagram it, and then, then just go on with my day and never think of him again. What, what's, what it's got to happen is that throughout the day, I don't just settle for this 20-minute whatever devotion in the morning, but throughout the day, I spend time with him. I, I crack open the Bible for a few minutes, and I reorient my heart towards him because throughout the day, I know my, I drift towards myself. We drift towards ourselves, And so we've got to get back. Our, our, our mind has to be focused on him. And when I'm walking with him, when I'm thinking about him, when my mind is on him, even though I'm stressed out about my job, if my mind is on him, and I can think about him, while I'm doing other things. It's like, it's like when, when, my, when my kids were little, we'd go to the park, and, and I could be talking to another parent, my, but my kids were on the slide, and I'm like, I, even though I'm focused on this conversation, I could still kind of be thinking about my kids on the slide and making sure that they don't fall and break no bones, and they're, they're kind of on my mind. Even though I'm not staring at them, they're there. I'm aware of them. I'm talking to this other parent, or I'm talking to my wife, but they're on my mind. And I think it's the same way with the Lord, that I can be focused on my work or answering the phone, but I can be aware of God and what he wants for me. And his, and his spirit can, can fill my mouth with some kind words. And so I've got to pray before I speak. And so many times I, I don't do that. So many times I don't pray uh, before I speak. I'm, I'm quick to give my opinion. We're quick to give our opinion. I'm really quick to give my opinion because I think it is a good opinion a lot of times. Okay, I, You know, we, we can't help but think that we're right. And uh, some, th this, this whole self-critique thing, I don't mean to make myself sound like a total jerk, because I'm really not. Uh, but when, when I was asking people, uh, one of the things that, that I noticed, one of the red flags that kind of went off was that, that like around here, like, like when I, one of the big things that I do is work with volunteers and make sure you know, people doing what, what they said they would do and all that stuff. And sometimes like if there's a problem, like a couple of people literally said, this one's kind of a biggie we're going to need a little Jono in this. <laughs> it's like, so when the problem gets bad enough, when you need someone to be really honest and, and like crack the whip, it's like, we're going to need a little Jono right here on this issue. And so that was kind of a red flag. Like I'm known as the guy who will step in and, and be rude for you. And, and that, that's not a good thing, okay? That is not a characteristic uh, that I want. Now, you know, my wife kind of gave me a little bit of a hard time last night. I'm like, well, you know, when, when somebody needs to call the cable company, y'all don't mind my attitude. Or when you've lost the receipt and you want to return it still, and I go get it done at customer service with these words, you don't mind my attitude. But sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not good to be quite. Sometimes, and, and I've said this, I'm like, well, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. And some of my friends were like, you know, we do appreciate your honesty and you will, like, we don't ever walk away from a conversation thinking, I wonder what John is thinking. Like, you, you don't walk away like, man, he really confused me. He, I wish he would say what he means. Um, but sometimes, sometimes the truth is rude. Sometimes the truth is rude. And I need to figure out how to be kind. Not, not necessarily sugarcoat and lie to people, 
But there's a way that I can be kind. I'm still trying to figure that out. You're still trying to figure that out. But there's a way that we can be kind. And I've got to be careful. And, and, and I, think about, I think about myself here for a second. And, and I think you're kind of included in this. But, but I love what I do. I have One of the greatest honors of my life is to get up here, be able to get up here and, and speak to you and teach the Bible. And, and that's what I've always dreamed of doing. And, and I also get the opportunity on every Wednesday night. There, there's about 80 teenagers in here, and, and we, we study the Bible together. Man, it's just awesome, and I love what I do. But I also hate what I do because if you go back to James chapter 3, verse 1, James says, Not many of you should desire to be teachers because teachers are going to be judged more strictly by their Heavenly Father. That one day when, when I stand before God, because I have stood up here, because, and he called me to it, but because I have stood up here and taught you that God's going to hold me to a higher standard and you're going to hold me to a higher standard because I teach. And that's, that's scary. That, that, is, that scares me a lot, okay? And so I think about, like, I have got to be, before I get up here and teach the Bible to these people, I better be right, man. I better have my stuff together. I better know what I'm talking about, not just stand up there and give my opinion. I better pray through this, and I better be right. And I, I think about you guys and, and, and myself, and we as we open our mouths, when people do ask us for advice, when people do want our opinion, or we're in a small group, but, you know, I've heard people give some terrible, terrible advice. People have asked for help with their marriage, and I've heard people just say things like, yeah, yeah, leave him, leave him. And, and knowing that, that these things go totally against the Bible. And, and, and so we have got to be careful with the advice we give. And I better, we better have some verses to back up our opinion. We better have prayed before we open our mouth. Because when we open our mouth, we are all teaching somebody and influencing somebody. And our Heavenly Father is going to hold us to a higher standard because of that. And so we better be careful. And we better know what we're talking about. And we better be kind. There needs to be some kindness in that because my words are powerful. Let, let, let me say this. A couple of things that you can write down if you're taking notes that, that we should focus less on giving advice and more on being kind. I don't know. I, I enjoy giving advice. I enjoy, you know, I, I, I am opinionated. Some of you guys are really opinionated and you've got good opinions. Sometimes if, if we're rude and we're unkind, we can have really good input. We can have really good opinions, but nobody wants to listen to you because you're mean. And so I've got to focus less on giving advice. People will ask for it, but I, I've got to focus more on being kind because the fruit of the Spirit is being kind. And I am working with my Heavenly Father to be kind and speak life into people and, and, and encourage them. And I've got this guy in my life. I've got this guy in my life. He, he's in, in his 60s. I go see him every other week and hang out with him. And he's one of those guys that, you know, I want his opinion. I want his advice, but he's such an encourager that I like buy his lunch. I buy, his coffee, I, I buy him a cup of coffee because I just want to sit with him. Because after he has talked to me for like 30 minutes, he was a youth pastor for years, and then he was a pastor. But before all that, he was a drug dealer. He's really cool. You ought to meet him. He's like drug dealer, then youth pastor, then, then pastor. And now he's retired, and he, he just counsels people. And I go talk to him, and I leave from talking to him, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, my life is amazing. I can do anything. I, I am great. He's just one of those people that speak life into me, and I want to be that for somebody. And if I'm ever going to be that to somebody, if you're ever going to be, if we're ever going to be the type of people that, that are attractive because we are kind and our words speak life, then, then there's, we, we've got to work on this kindness. We've got to pray before we speak. We've got to think. And the other thing is we should focus less on our opinion 
and more on, our, our, on speaking life into people. I work a lot on getting a good opinion. I read a lot of news articles. I will focus, in, and I think we, we do the same thing. You guys do the same thing. And, and so we, we have developed these opinions that we have about whatever, but we haven't really thought through how are we going to encourage people? How are we going to speak life into people? Man, I'm a, I'm a Christian. They, they, this world needs hope. So I need to focus more on my words and encouraging and just being a light because people, there's a lot of miserable people. There's a lot of hopeless people. I need to speak into that and, and not worry so much about my opinion and winning the argument as fun as winning an argument is. Um, y'all with me on that? Okay. I got to focus. I got to focus on being kind. Look at verse seven and eight. James 3, 7 and 8. He says, For every, um, for all kinds of animals, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Oh, gosh. Like, that's true. When, we used to be able, um, I went to SeaWorld a couple times as a kid and, and in my 20s, and, and I remember, I don't, you, you can't see him anymore, but like, it's like the Shamu show, okay? I don't, I think he like ate some people, so they don't show him, he doesn't swim anymore, but you used to be able to go to SeaWorld, and, and the, the, at the end, the coolest thing was, man, Shamu come up out of the water, and you got this guy like standing on his nose, and, 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 and it was just, it was great, and all Shamu would have to do to eat the guy was just like, open his mouth one time, guy's falling in his mouth. But like, how did they train a killer well? Like, how? Did, who, and, and I would like to think, like, who was the first guy that? Well, first, why would you want to train anything that like his first name is Killer? And then, and like, who was the first person that like looked at this killer well and was like, let's tame it, let's tame it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride his nose. That sounds, that sounds good. We'll make a lot of money. And but and then they figured it out, man. They're like, all right, all right, slow down, slow down, and and just like figured out how to train. And so you could train killer whales, man. People have trained and tamed lions. People have, have trained tigers and, and, and whales. Should have said bears. Uh, oh, my. But people have trained. People have trained these animals, and yet we cannot. None of us have been successful at taming this tongue. And James 3, 9 says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. The same tongue that I use to sing these worship songs is the same tongue that I have slandered people with. I can't feel the freedom. We cannot feel the freedom to, to think that we're okay with God and yet slander people and gossip about people and, and talk bad about people because my relationship with God is directly affected by my relationship to other people. It just cannot be. I cannot praise God and then curse men who have been made in his image. And because the person that you hate, the person that annoys you, the person that drives us crazy, and that list, if, if you got like short nerves like me, that, that list is maybe kind of lengthy. But those people were made in God's image. And God loves them. And God died for them just like he died for you. Jesus died for them just like he died for you. And I, I, I can't curse them. That, that politician that you and I disagree with, that politician that you and I love to slander, yeah. they were made in God's image. I don't have that right. And I, I don't have that right to talk about them like that. And that, that hits me hard because I do it. Sometimes I feel a freedom to say things about certain people that, that I disagree with strongly 
or I see people that, that, that they, they aren't, they're not honoring God, or I disagree with them politically, or they, they, I perceive them as arrogant, I perceive them as, as boastful, I perceive them as ungodly, and, and I many times feel like I just have a freedom to talk about them, and, and that, kind of, that, that hits me hard, but my words need to build up the people that God loves. My words need to build up the people that God loves. My words need to be kind. And I, I think about like the politicians that I, that I rip up that I disagree with strongly. You know, Timothy tells us uh, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that I'm supposed to pray for them. I'm supposed to pray for my leaders. And, and I don't have the right to curse anyone that God made and that he loves. Because when I was a sinner, when, when I when I was just totally rebelling against him, I mean, he died for me. And, not, and he didn't die for me because I was lovable and likable and had this amazing cinnamon mullet. He loved me and died for me because he loves me, because he is good. He's a good, good father. And so Christmas is not about God, like, looking down, wanting to judge us and, like, him standing up there like some cosmic policeman just wanting to squash us. He sent Jesus to die for us because he looked at us and loved us and wanted to rescue that and rescue us. And, and in the same way, I'm supposed to look at the people around me and the world with some love, like through the eyes of Jesus, that he, she was made in God's image. And, and Timothy tells us that God wants all men to be saved. God wants the man that you disagree with to be saved. God wants the woman that, that, that you disagree with, the politician that you agree with, to be saved. God wants everybody, God wants these terrorists to repent and come to him. He wants everyone to be saved, and I have got to pray for them and minister and figure out a way to point them to Jesus. James 3.10 says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. That out of the same mouth should not come praises and curses. It's one or the other. 1 Corinthians uh, 6.20 tells us that when we became a Christian, when we gave our life to God, we surrendered everything. We were bought with a price. He now owns us. He owns my feet and where I go. My hands are surrendered to him. My eyes and what I look at <clears throat> need to honor him. My ears, what I let myself hear, needs to honor him. And what I speak with this tongue needs to honor him because he owns it. It's one or the other. I have a, I have a little gift here. Um, James, I'm, I'm going to give you this gift, all right? James, here you go, man. Here you go. There you go. There you go. I cannot throw. Uh, so, James, um, to, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? Show everybody. That is a Dollar General Rexall brand uh, toothbrush. You are welcome. Um, that's a hint. Uh, so, just kidding. Now, let, let's say I, I, give, I give James this toothbrush, okay? And James loves it. That's a nice tooth, toothbrush. And, and he's just brushing away, man. He, he just brushes and cleans those teeth. He's had it for a month or so, and I give James a call, and, and my aunt from Alabama is coming to visit. And she got here, and she's going to stay with us a couple of weeks, but she forgot her toothbrush, James. Could I have that back and, and let my aunt from Alabama borrow that? Uh, she's going to be with us a couple of weeks. So James lets us borrow the, the, James lets my aunt borrow the toothbrush. She brushes. She's with us a couple weeks. Has just a great time. We got to eat. She brushes. It's, just, it's good. It's good. Clean woman. I, great lady. Um, and then she's gone. She's done with the toothbrush. And, and so now, James, here's that toothbrush back. What's James going to do? <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good. I'll get a new one because that's nasty. That is disgusting. I ain't taking that back. And, and it's like that with, with our tongue. 
that when we became a Christian, my tongue, my, my, everything belongs to Jesus. And so I sing the praise songs. I talk about how good he is. I talk about, about how blessed I am. And then somebody makes me mad, and I take my tongue back. And James says, like, when, when, when I'm not praising, I, I'm cursing that, that my tongue is controlled by hell. And so I'm taking this back and letting my tongue be controlled by Satan, and I'm talking about them, I'm gossiping about them, I'm slandering them, I'm saying what, I'm not praying about it, I'm just letting, as James said, like, I'm just letting hell control my words, and, and, and so I do that, and it's like, okay, cool, now I'm done, here you go, here you go, Jesus, here's my tongue back, and Jesus is like, that's nasty, it can't be both ways, you can't do that, you can't take it and then go curse and then bring it back and then curse and then bring it back and then curse and bring it back, that belongs to me. Now, luckily, we have a Heavenly Father who is, is quick to forgive. But James still says in verse 11 and 12, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. This fig tree can't bear olives because at its core, it's a fig tree. It can't produce something that it's not, so it can't bear olives. And, and in the same way, this is not just about changing your words. This is not about changing just what you say. This is about changing the source of where these words come from. Why, do, why does cursing come out of your mouth? And I'm not, I'm not just talking about like swearing. I'm talking about cursing, cursing men, gossip, slander, all that, and, 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 and profanity. But all that, 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 Jesus was pretty clear in, in Luke 6.45 that, that the stuff that comes out of our mouth, the words that come out of my mouth, they were in my heart first. So this sermon, this message, I'm not saying bite your tongue. This is not about like getting a swear jar. You put a dollar in every time you say a swear word. This isn't about biting your tongue. This is about changing your heart. Because the words that come out of my mouth, they started in my heart. And so you show me someone with bad words, I'll show you someone with a bad heart. And so the issue with words that are not kind, that are not building others up, that is a heart issue. And it's not resolved by biting our tongue, but it's resolved by walking with, with our Heavenly Father and seeing people as He sees them. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying give lip service, you know, just... Pretend to be nice to that person that drives you crazy. I'm not saying just give service and, and just say nice things to the person that hurt you, to the person that talked about you behind your back, to the person that fired you, to the person that divorced you, to the person, whatever, whoever that is. I'm not saying just change your words. I'm saying let, let, ask God to help you begin to love them because the words that are going to go to them are supposed to be kind and the only way they're going to be kind is if my heart is kind and I've got to love people, even the people that hurt me. And it's, I just don't have the right to hate and, and hurt people. And it's not easy. It's not easy. It's only going to happen. The only way that that's going to resolve is through the power of, of God in me and me praying and me walking with Him. And, and I know it is work and it's done by His Spirit. And I've got to pray every morning, God, I don't want anything that comes out of this mouth to, to not honor to you. I don't want anything that I say to, be, to not be from you today, Lord. I was, I was created for God, and this tongue belongs to him. And so the question is, are, are you spending, because the way that this heart is going to resolve is, is uh, are you spending time alone with the Lord? Are you reading his word? Do you pray to him? Do you pray for people? 
Start praying for the people that drive you crazy. Start praying for the people that have hurt you. And God will change your heart. And are you surrendering to him daily? And, and, and you know, this, forget the new year. Don't, like, you may be thinking, well, I'll just, like, New Year's is coming up. I'll, I'll stop talking mean to people then, you know. And I'll do that for, like, three weeks, and then I'll quit. So, no, like, go ahead, like, today. Like, resolve. Resolve to be kind. Resolve to use your words to, to build people up and speak life. And, and so maybe we're in this together, and, and um, we need to stop, and we need to pause, and we need to pray, and we need to repent and ask God and say, would you point out in my heart and in my mind, who is it that I'm, that I'm hurting? Who is it that I need to pray for and, and my heart needs to change towards them? And what is it in my heart that is causing my words sometime to be unkind? And, and God, would you give me the strength to make that right and, and, and just fix my heart? Because I know that the words that come out are from, from my heart. And so, God, would you make my heart right? Would you make my heart kind. That's our prayer today. And so as, as the band comes up, we're, we're going we're gonna to pause and we're going to sing for a minute. And I would invite you just in your chair to just bow your head and stop and forget about people around you. Forget about who's, uh, who's like annoying you. Forget about the stress that, that's coming when you leave here. You got something to do and it's going to stress you out or whatever. But would you just bow your heads and, and pause right now and ask God, first we may need to ask for some forgiveness for some of the things we've said. And then you may need to pray for some people that, that have hurt you, that you're angry at, that, that your words are consistently unkind towards. It, it may be that you just need to desperately pray for God to change your heart because your, your heart right now is, is there, there's some coldness in there. There's some walls. There's some hurt. And there's this desire to just maybe get some vengeance and, and, and we know that, that God is going to take care of us and we just need to hand those things to him. So would you pray now? The man's going to lead us in a second and when you're done praying, you can stand and worship with them. But, but I can't praise and curse at the same time. It's one or the other. So we've got to get things right right now. But the good news is as you pray there, you've got a heavenly father who is slow to be angry with you and really fast to forgive. And so I don't have to walk out of here feeling beat up. I walk out of here feeling forgiveness and grace and that he loves me. He loved me enough to die for me. And my words are going to be kind and honor him. So you guys pray. When you're ready, worship with the band.